Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. Me legal counsel. Wake up in the morning after the weekend to get an update on the NRL. My legal counsel. It's of the weekend scandals on Monday. A story from Jack about a urinal. My legal counsel. Welcome back to Legal Counsel. Coming at you live on another wet Sydney 40 year day. Sunday morning, 10th of April. We've had more rainfall in three and a little bit months than a normal year in Sydney Portier. It's basically rained almost every day of the year so far. So to be blessed with a super Saturday like we were yesterday is real tonic for uh, the indoor lifestyle that we're living at the moment. League is a great TV sport as well. And coming to us live from Melbourne, Victoria, as always, one has test Thunderino, two-time controversially act board member, Jack, how's it going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Oh, the, yeah, that New South Wales, even that Queensland weather has been horrific the last three months or so. Um, and it has, uh, yeah, I mean, the turf's really green uh, in most of the NRL games, but gee whiz, I mean, the reason for living up in uh, points and prison all the time is the weather, but you just haven't even had that, have you? No, so, anyway. We've had, so we've had this, this summer, which is the worst I think I've had in, 14 years here, and then last year was was pretty bad too. It was pretty wet, and then the year before we had bushfires. So, yeah, the the, the go to you got two things that you know if you if you're thinking of living in points, you got two things: you got the weather and you got the league. Yeah. Um, and then three, you've got kind of like your extracurricular stuff, which which spans a, a multiple different, um, you know, whatever you may be into. But league and weather. Is where it starts and ends in points, and we've only had one uh, so far. Great, great start to the season, which has led me to how the fuck, how the honest fuck is that fucking megalomaniac thinking of cracking down after the start to the season that we've had? And it's not just saying that as a Warriors fan, it's just been good league with not that many blowouts. Like, what the actual fuck? When I read that they were having another crackdown, I was just like, when will this end? What were they fucking cracking down on the wrestle? But they haven't actually cracked down. So, so PBL's actually bented the shit out of us. So there hasn't been a crackdown this this uh, weekend. So, oh, I thought it was funny. Um, when PBL admitted, he goes, I think I shared this with you, he goes, and I, th- I think he's bantering a bit. I think he's got a bit of a sense of humour, old PBO. He goes, I've got letters. Letters. So he doesn't, he just reads letters. So if you want to get something from PBO, write him a letter. Jesus. I've got people from letters that uh, have had enough of the wrestle. <laughs> but I mean, who the fuck writes letters these days? So if, if that's your sample size, if you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a good cross section of uh, league people. You're going to get people that want dour, like mid seventies league, and fuck me, 
Um, and then the other thing, and then this is going to be the hope. So all listeners, um, 360 NRL tonight, Twitter is going to be all on uh, this subject this week. So LC is going to be one of the first media outlets to bring it up. Yep. So there's controversy. And, it all, and I, I saw this happen the other <coughs> Who did South play last week? Can't remember. But they they actually did this thing. And I picked it up, but the no one else really picked it up and didn't make a big fanfare out of it. So last night it happened again, but now Vossi uh, started to make a fanfare on commentary and Twitter's blowing up about it. But Panthers Rabbitohs game with Damien Cook was that the one you're referring to? The one, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and was it Damien Cook? I thought it might have been Cook or Cameron Murray. Uh, but last night Jermaine Isaiah made a half break. He. Made it looked beautiful for eighty percent of his move, and then the last twenty percent looked shit. He threw up an offload that la- landed on himself, and then Reed Marnie dived on it, and then Reed Marnie dived on the ball. Herbert's coming in and just dives on Marnie, looks at the referee and is gra- grabbing his own shirt. And I'm on TV going, "What the fuck is he going on about?" <laughs> but he's lying all over Marnie, and then he makes uh, um, the ref blow up for uh, effectively a foul, a professional foul. Did he challenge? Did he challenge? Yes, so that's the thing. He blows up the penalty and then Herbert rings up and goes, mate, I'm captain's challenging it. And uh, the guy goes, uh, and the ref, I can't even know the ref's name, is that sort of dweeby looking guy, goes, um, righto, we'll go to the captain's challenge. But, and this is where it's all fear and love and war for mine. He goes, if you miss out on the, if this challenge is unsuccessful, you're sinbinned. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, sweet. So they, then they go back to the replay, and it's quite obvious that whether he would have got the offload or not is interesting enough, but quite obvious that as as he was going in to get Brown's, uh, uh, Isaac's offload, Dylan Brown was pulling him back from the shirt <laughs> and not giving him a fair attempt to do it. So challenge successful, penalty to Titans. Did, did Brown get sinbinned for that? No. Interesting. No. So, but everyone's blowing up, going, oh, and look, it was two minutes off the game, fair enough. But to me, the, what is, uh, you know, what is what we should worship is the, is the correct ruling. Mm-hmm. And I think they got the correct ruling. So, yes, there was two minutes of wasted time if they, as they went upstairs. And look, I feel for people at the ground a bit more because I think, and on TV, you know exactly what's happening. Like you're, you're informed, you can see there's drama. I think, unfortunately, if you're the ground, you're sort of sitting there for two minutes going, what the fuck's going on here? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's maybe where, the, where you could say there's a negative to it. But well, yeah. It's, I, it's I, interesting. It, it's like, it's a byproduct of a new rule. So you can't yep. be angry at teams adapting to a new rule and finding themselves a little bit of a loophole. In it. And that is exactly what you said. If we didn't have a challenge, Herbert would not be basically holding him down and then captain's challenging him to see what went back. He would just be screaming at the ref and going, ref, you missed, you missed me getting held back. And the ref will go, I didn't see it. Move on. Okay, so on one hand, there's probably nothing wrong with that. That's just all fair in rugby league referees. But what's happened in, the, in, in other sports, when I think about the NBA, they have the challenge there. And if you've ever seen a, a last five minutes of an NBA game, it's just slowed it right down. And it's, it's, you know, there's more breaks and there's, it's, it's quite, actually, actually a bit of a stain on the game at the moment. 
And, and, I don't get about that, Jerry. So why is the last five minutes different than the first um, seven minutes of the call or the rest of the game? That's where it's like basketball, and I do like basketball, but they do treat different parts of the game yep. differently, which yep. I think is the fabric. They definitely do. It's, it's like, it's, like uh, you know, it's almost like one-day cricket. You know, you have the ebbs and flows, don't you? And you have that uh, consolidation phase where you're chasing a total. And then you're just beating it down, and it almost goes. Some non-purists would call that boring, but um, you know that that uh, collection phase when the second phase, the second team are just sort of knocking the ball around and picking it up, and it's almost like the game goes quiet for sort of fifteen overs. Same with the NBA; yeah. it does definitely have those periods, and then they go right, okay, game's on here. It's a close one. We're going to be fucking ripping at challenges. But I think, look, does rugby league? need to say challenges are at a specific time of game? I don't think so, because you know that you get a rotten call early in the game. Momentum is so huge in league, and it can basically cause an avalanche of points game over. So, look, I'm okay with it, just like you. It's if, As long as the challenge is in the game, which challenges have kind of... People have got on top of challenges a little bit now, haven't they? Like, you remember yeah. Gutho challenging in his first... Was it the year before last? And we've got one challenge, right? So mm. it's for the howlers. I mean, mm. even test cricket. I mean, I guess cricket a bit different because even uh, LBWs, it's still, you know, you're using Hawkeye, so it's still not black and white, really. So maybe they do need the threat. We've got one challenge. And look, it does... Look, I'm a fan of the challenge system because it's there for the howlers. And that's what... Mm. And I think that's... And, and I guess that was a... Was it a howler last? I mean, in, in a, oh, and I have to say, in a pre-challenge world, <coughs> that would have never got pulled up because, you know, Bossy was blowing up at the, the touch judge going, the touch judge has got to see that. I'm like, well, nah, the touch judge won't be looking at that, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the only other thing that's going to be contributional about it, and I didn't know this, but apparently Ennisley said during the week that you can't do that, that you, you, you can't, give a penalty away to go back and look at it. So, Says look, fucking I don't... who? Like, how are they going to stop that? Exactly that situation that you just did then, how are they going to stop that? Are they just going to bin? Are they going to, are they going to bin Herbert straight away and go, sorry, mate, you're not challenging. Professional foul wipes out your opportunity to challenge. Well, they could they could go Herbert off, Sinbin, professional foul, Titans win the challenge. Oh, God. No, no, but, but, so the only thing okay, that's... Okay, that's, that's confused the shit out of me. That's broke my brain. No, but but Ennisley, this is where the he's he's bloody right. (laughs) Two wrongs don't make a right, Jack. But but (laughs) Ennisley apparently said during the week that he can't. This is where it's fucked. Like Ennisley hasn't told us if that's true. Ennisley hasn't told us refing compatriots what the actual interpretation is. Which you know, if I'm uh, Brad Arthur, all he wants is a key at the end of the day. But I'd be blowing up a bit about. So it's a classic, is, 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 is it almost prison's dilemma? Do I get myself sent off to basically save the team? You're sacrificing yourself, aren't you? If you strongly believe that True. then you are going to get enough momentum from the positive, you know, the penalty, but I'm going to sacrifice myself for it. Very noble league move to, to, to give yourself the bin. I mean, we may see that in a grand final chat. We may see five minutes to go, and you go, yeah. fuck it. Our team can survive without me. I believe yeah. this, and I'm going, but I'm also getting yeah. a 
penalty and potentially and, binning as well. And I know the rules well too. So this is another dynamic of it that there's some players that probably don't know the rule. Like you know some of those those leaguey purist rules about like the kickoff and stuff. Mm. It, where that's actually a better string to your bow now. If you purely know the rules, you'll be like, oh, that is a penalty. I'm going to sacrifice myself for the, the team because mm. I know that little, whatever it was, uh, that little detail is actually a penalty in our game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I imagine Cameron Murray or someone would be amazing at that, but someone like... What's the kickoff rule you allude to? Oh, you know, rah-rahs fucking always stuff it up. It's new, generally New Zealanders fucking hell. Yeah, like when you do a kickoff that doesn't go 10, and then some idiot rara just runs through and like pick, picks it up on the opposite. So you're attacking, you're doing a 10 meter kick, doesn't go 10. And then some idiot rara on the other team like just runs through, picks it up, and pretends they're sprinting away for a try. Yeah. But they've just put a penalty away. You, you can't play it until it goes over the 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got you. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But in um, rara, you know, you can carry on playing. Geez, we, we saw in 2018 when the Warriors had a best season in a long time, um, that they were short kicking, they were short dropping from um, from the end goal. And then when yep. Johnson came across to, oh, for the dropouts, Johnson came across to the Sharks the first year, they did it there too. Haven't seen it. It's gone away. I thought we were witnessing a revolution of short kickoffs. We don't see enough, do we? We just do not see enough. For, for the benefit versus the um, the downside, You've just got to say it's back. It's back now, Re Harry. Really? Oh, mate, I reckon. Imagine you watching. Fifty percent of goal line dropouts now are short. Really? No banter. Ooh, maybe, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm not taking enough in at the moment. Maybe I'm not getting enough league in me. Fifty um, So it's you're right. There was a bit of a renaissance, or they never really happened about the 18s, 19s. Then it went dead for a bit, but now it's coming back big time. Yeah, that's good to hear. It warms my heart. It will be better when it goes completely mainstream and with the kickoffs as well. I mean, if you're getting flogged, if you're playing the storm, you know, I guess you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, but I'd be short kicking off, trying to get that ball back, getting more possession. Last night, you alluded, you talked about the Titans paradox a lot, and I admit, I only watched the first half, a little bit of the second so I actually went to bed, and, and it's just as I was going to bed, I, I saw I was bloody tied up for a few, few days away for work, and there's, the Titans were coming back. But what I saw in the first half, and I know I've been caught out here before. We've, we've seen this version of Parramatta in 2020 when they started the season off, and we were waxing lyrical about them around the same time, round five, round six. And we do hate, traditionally, we both hate the Eels. We've... We were forced to just stop and applaud them and appreciate them. And then, you know, they came good, but probably further to the end of the season last year. I was very impressed with them in the, in the, in the finals. And I thought they were robbed. It was, a, it was a light robbing. It wasn't a heavy robbing. It was just a light robbing against Penrith in that semi. Storm in the 2006 grand final. Yeah. Um, what, do you think the Storm robbed against the Broncos? They were like they were lightly robbed, definitely. Lightly robbed, light robbing. And the Eels pity crime base. Yeah, pity theft. If you look at uh they didn't have Reed Marnie in that semi. And they played magnificent and it was RCG Paulo. This year, we've got this unexpected leap 
that we were probably hoping to get from Dylan Brown last year. He didn't. He had a pretty bad season. He was getting pulled out a lot. And there was one phase near the end, or around Magic, where I think Brown was injured, and there was talk that Brad Arthur was pushing Jacob Arthur, who is a foul player. I do not think he's a good rugby league player. Um, and even near the end of the season, there was talk that the dogs were getting Dylan Brown and the Eels were keen to offload him because Brad wanted Jacob to play. But we've got this unexpected lift from Brown this year who's playing on both ends of the of the rugby league paddock. Outstanding football. He's gone to this level that we thought we, we had maybe two years ago. And Moses. Moses is taking a leap, whether we like it or not. He is playing brilliantly. And the Eels, they've just had a couple of nice little moves, like getting rid of Blake and bringing in a guy who's probably not as brilliant on his days as, as Fergo, but you don't have the howlers. Simonson, Simonson. Yeah. Um, they did unfortunately lose that other winger who scored a few tries to, to some injuries. They haven't got Sivo back yet, which will be interesting. Um, I am currently, my preseason tip for the GF was Manly Melbourne. I'm currently in my GF power rankings. I've got Melbourne and Para, and I think I think Para can genuinely win the comp. It's early, but what do you think? Um, yeah, I look. I tend to agree with everything you've said there, Rhee Harry. Um, nothing much to add other than yeah, just those injuries to the back three are going to be interesting, um, and seeing what. What Sivo can bring into the team. I mean, one of your boys, Penasini, looks to be the goods. And in a centre way, and you appreciate this, that he's not the super, he's not like making the superstar moves of a Joey Manu as no, yet. No. Just running hard, getting through the gap when he needs to, and defending well. And that's, yeah. as a 90 year old centre, that's all you want to know. This, the, the superstar Prince uh, royalty stuff will come later. Yeah. Bang on, and and that's what you, that's why I'm excited to see Penasini is that fuck he tackles well, and and look it's probably the rara um, transition he he tackles nice and low and he hits hard. Um, I, I still feel there's a touch of you know that Jennings to his offensive game, that young Michael Jennings that he will bring. But you're right, he's bloody young. And it makes me think like Penasini was one of the it was the talk of um, you know a couple of years ago that secondary school sort of. Uh, class but when are we yep. going to see do we see in the next sort of six to ten weeks a new superstar in our game when joseph suwali starts getting more time um arguably you know does he just take momorowski's spot and and we see joseph suwali break out and that's the that's the next piece uh, of the puzzle for the roosters i it's i don't know i'll quick my answer is i don't know but i, I would say that and it's not a segue to friday's game i don't think i mean in retrospect you wouldn't have want Joseph Suwali playing against Katoni Staggs on Ooh. Friday night at the park. No. No, he would have got he would have got destroyed as much as Paul Borowski did. Yeah. And that then I don't know, then it then you'd have to worry about the scars that it could put on Suwali. Mm. So look, on the Suwali issue, I don't know. Like there wasn't enough last year, I know he's only seventeen, to, to tell me either way whether he was a whether he was a Carl McNichol or, or Carl Falinga or whether he's um, yeah, building building himself up. Now, that was another great game of football to the Roosters-Broncos. That is, like, we watched the pub game prior, and we've got Cowboys versus uh, Warriors. Yeah, we're, we're 
very much uh, uh, right into it. But <coughs> when you get two glamour clubs, and they are Broncos, even though they're bloody shit these days. Broncos at home still a glamour game. Even when they're bad, they still give you that feeling, don't they? Because we've just had years they, and years and years of greatness. And, 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 and that lag park, like the home of glamour, and, and then you get a good like. So, what were my takeouts of that girl? I mean, Joseph Manu. Wow. Uh, I said it the other day. Like, he is Jamie Lyon to me now. He's yeah. twenty five, and baby well, Jamie Lyon did this at this age too. He's just off his head, yeah. and everyone, a lot of the leagues are saying, "Oh, can he play five eight? Can he play fullback? Why? Why? What's he's a great centre? Like, it, it, it's like the centre's not respected as a position these days. Say that it's like. Is why is it whenever we get a good centre, people start to talk five eight or fullback? Like for fuck's sake, Joey, just give him good centre ball. Like I want it to be the glamour position that it was when you had Gaznia, Lyon, yeah. um, you know, into the Falaus, and when Hayne was playing centre, Inglis. Like when you have a strike centre, it's two passes wide, and then giving them early ball to beat a man one on one. There's not a sexier sight in rugby league. Yeah, um, I totally agree. So, and then my other takeouts from Broncos roosters off the top of my head that, yeah, Broncos fought hard. Uh, Katoni Staggs on his day. He's just, with the ball in hand, he's, he's, he really is a freak. Um, he, they wanted to play him at 5'8". Like he was saying last year, play me at 5'8". Like I know so, a lot of it's stupid manager talk to get their um, guys fullback money or 5'8 money. But just re fucking reinvent the wheel and say I want centre money like Joey Manu, who just got paid fucking, you know, he, he got paid a good, uh, a good amount, didn't he, to to um, yeah. to resign with with the great Roosters. I guess the other thing, Tessie knew. I'm oh, just, he's not. I want. He he's been, he's. I look. I don't know why you would take him over Isaaco. No. No. I think it's some. Is that, is that it? Did, did they loan Asako out? Or... No, they released. Then Titans just took him on the uh, you know, nine-month deal. So so his contract finishes at the end of this year? Yeah, he's at the Dolphins next year. I mean, we do like we do like him, but every time we go out on a limb and say he's he's going well, he does have a habit of <coughs> yeah. shit shitting on us. And that'll be the next week's subject, I think. Oh, absolutely. So at the moment, and, and we go back to the Titans, they came back, they came roaring back into the game. We saw what David Fafidi could do, but it's just a fucking cock tease, isn't he? Like, he, he's nowhere in the first half of the game, and he does that. It's like, mate, like, if you want to shed the Dave Taylor comparisons, give me 80 minutes. Like, but I mean, give us three of those. Yeah. Like, that's all about, like, it was just such a weird moment there. It was like an incredible um, uh, display of rugby league power and speed. So you sort of, I was on the couch, sort of wanting to stand up and standing ovation. But I'm like, what the, the what? I'm like, I've got in my mind, I'm like, what? I'm not giving this guy a standing ovation. He's just showed he can do that, which makes actually the rest of his game that he's just showed us even worse. Yeah. It's just a weird fucking feeling. I, I'd hate to be a Titan. You'd be so, I mean, you'd be up cheering and stuff. But imagine if you were talking about the pub, you turn around to your mate and go, oh, he's fucking gazelle, isn't he? You'd yeah. probably say that. Then you'd go, oh, jeez, fucking, what is he doing? Yeah. And, yeah. and like, what's he, I sort of can't stand him, but then I guess he's uh, bossy. But he is, yeah. I guess, what would I say? He's sort of cute. 
Mm. And I did love, he goes, David Fafita, he's half man, half farm machinery. Oh, fuck me. It's like Vossi just wants to go, how can I get my commentary on the six o'clock news tomorrow? Okay, I'm going to say something borderline okay, but borderline ridiculous. And that's where, what he is. He, he is league bordering on that ridiculous because he just comes. He doesn't need to go there, but he does. And that's the Vossi that yeah. we know and love. Um, when he's an important figure in our game, Vossi. No one loves the game more than him. No, exactly. He's he's our passion. Yeah, and look, at the end of the day, you, someone once said to me, they go, I always take that. He goes, look, I hate league, mate. I hate league. But your passion for it, I love. He goes, I, lo- I love people that have a passion about something. Mm. And then I've sort of been reflecting over time. I'm like, like some some of my you know, mates and that and people I hang around with, and there's some people that don't have passions of, of anything. Mm. And I'm just like, really? Yeah. Life's too short to not have a passion about something. Exactly. Exactly. Do you think? Do you think Brimson? Oh, fuck! I, I, I rate Brimson. Eh? I, I... <laughs> he, mate, he played his short kicking game night. Like he, yeah. he was last night at six. He was good at six last night, which made me maybe rethink a little bit of my assessment of the Titans, which I thought they'd struggle for combinations. And, and I still feel like he's their best player and he needs to be in the one jersey. So Preston's boy's injured now. Asako's there. I just feel like Asako's the centre, though. Like he has all the characteristics that we talked about. Um, I think on the wing he could potentially survive, but I feel like he's got a big enough body and he's got enough brilliance in this game you could plug him into the centers um yeah. uh, and you know i'm not a brian kelly guy or i'm not a um pat herbert guy so i would maybe or or a sami guy a what or a phil sami guy i'm not a phil sami guy so if you get preston's boy back and you're going to keep brimson at the six keep six and seven Good a bit to move around there, and I feel like Asako needs to be in their best team. But I would still keep Corey Thompson out there. Is Corey Thompson the most willing, willing guy in the NRL we have right now? It's a very rugby league term, isn't it? Willing. Willing. Uh, yeah, I mean the good teams. I was thinking about like Josh King, like, but mm-hmm. you, I guess that's the other thing about willing. I was thinking about you only you only give it to people in shit teams that are sort of just. Maybe putting a lot of effort in, and you, as a person, you're thinking, "Oh, they deserve better than this team." Or even you know, to the unheralded guys, like I would have called Fanukin willing for years. Like he's the guy that doesn't; he goes a little bit unnoticed in the storm because you've got just superstars everywhere. Yeah, but he gets played. He gets put. He, he, he makes rep football, but I think willing can be. It's just those guys that try, and they yeah, they, they so, give I mean, it everything for every play. Bunty's like the whole the whole Newcastle team. Fuck, oh, actually, that reminds me, I want to talk about Ponga shortly, but Bunty Afoa is very willing, isn't he? Yeah, everything. definitely is. And I mean, is Karen's willing too? I mean, is Karen willing, but he's still got... Oh. Here is... I feel Karen I... isn't at that even-keeledness to be willing. Like, I feel like willing play... Like, I think Karen's a little bit flashier than willing. Yeah, actually, yeah. He's got flash in him, Karen. Yeah, but he's also got... He's got... He's actually, he's actually a lot of news. He's got a bit of Kiwi in him, because he's oh, got some yeah. fucking dog tucker in him too. <laughs> Fucking oath. He, he was talking about home. I was, re- I was watching an interview with him the other day. He was talking about home mm. as an Auckland. Like, 
he wants to get that's home from. Wow. You don't hear that often. Um, no. Ewan Aiken is playing willing at the moment. Fuck, he is they're doing the one percenters. It's a loss for the Warriors not getting him next year. I think, you know, second row is probably a spot. Where you can probably cover for a, a, a Ewan Aiken, right? He's not going to, you know, he's not going to let you. He's not going to change the dynamic of the club. But fuck, he's a safe path or something. Yeah, he, he is. Um, so who's signing him then next year? Uh, well, no, it hasn't been announced yet. So for I mean, me, weak as piss management from the Warriors, I'd be saying, no, Aiken, you're staying. However, if someone wants to sign and trade with him, be our guest, but we're getting a player back for, for Aiken. Tell him that you're doing that beforehand because apparently it's got a personal situation. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. He's made up something. Um, and then you go, cool. What we'll do is we'll come out in the media and say, we're, um, we're not releasing you. However, if a club wants to sign, um, a la the Momorowski, Harry Grant deal or the Dane Laurie, Momorowski deals, that's what's going to happen. But and in a way, in a way, that might drive his performances too, right? Because he'll be like, contract. yeah, but he's also that. And if he's a real club man, he'll be like, I don't really want to leave these guys in a hole. Mm. So the better I play, the better player they'll get back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I mean, even for his ego, it might his ego might be hurt quite a bit if like he gets what safer or. <laughs> some really rubbish player, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, to get something. Any asset's better than just letting a, an asset walk. You don't do that if you're managing a club. And it's, 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 it's also weak how they let go of the, that fullback, I won't speak his name, um, last year, the Warriors let him go. Right. Well, we said to Rara, give us a player. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, if you want, uh, if you want um, this guy, you can give us someone who wants to go to league. But none of them do. They're all just so fucking comfortable in this. In this, well, they'll get big money going to Europe until they yeah. are well, thirty-five. Just, if they want that guy, then that's what's well, their lifestyle. Block and ringy aura. Mm. Like, um, Hook last night said in a press conference. You know my thoughts on Hook. You were an early Hook defender. You used to go on about Hook. No, nah, well, I I go on about Hook because. He's a guy you want at your club because he sets up the grassroots. So they say. Um, he said last night that he's not playing Tyrell Sloan, who, if you're if you're me and I and I could not believe the amount of late talk after that one game because they were early spoon favourites and then they had a fucking charity shield win against the Bunnies, the Wayne Bennettless Bunnies, and people started going, "Oh, I think they're an eight team. They've got all this young talent." Young ta- the young talent dragons like fucking chuckled. But Tyrell Sloan, they are not playing him. And Hook was quizzed on it. And he said he hasn't played enough rugby league against men. So he's playing Moses Mbai. He's also not playing, um, what's the, the, the Samoan six? Amone. He's not playing Amone at six. He's playing Jack Bird. Moses Mbai, Ben Hunt, and Andrew McCullough as a spine. Like, that is just, that's Tiger material. And the Tigers and Dragons right now are fighting for the spoon. There is going to be a game when Dragons-Tigers play that will decide the spoon. So you um, think the Dogs can sort of get something together? The who, sorry? The Dogs. 
I think the dogs, when they probably fire tea bears or however else happens, I just don't think Matt Burton's gonna. He's got Matt Burton's gonna win a couple of games for you. Yeah. And I think Addo Carr, you know, however he doesn't touch the ball, but basically I'm just betting on Matt Burton because if you combine the Bulldogs, Dragons, and Tigers, Matt Burton is head and shoulders ahead of anyone on those other two teams. Um, but just not playing Sloan. You're like you're going in in a defeatist mindset. I know he's had some defensive issues, but. Playing Mo- Mo- Moses Imbai. Yuck. He's disgusting. He's oh. disgusting, but starting him at fullback. Oh, God. I remember reading those, um, there's some articles last year that were like, oh, Hooks playing Moneyball by signing all these guys. Oh. All these older guys. Fuck. Ow. Um, Dragons, they've lost four straight. And they've lost yeah, three, yeah. won three of their last 18. Isn't it two of the last eighteen? Could be, yeah. It's just it. I I cannot believe that they are not under the media spotlight. Well, the, the publicly, there's a lot of joke on Twitter that um, Kent and Hook and Hook's tight with the Fox Sport, Sports Boys, so they don't they don't go uh, after him. You fucking told me midweek that Paul Kent and I still think you're bullshitting me. Paul Kent said on NRL 360 that he thinks the Dragons are going to make the eight. Two weeks ago. Like, this is when they no, were... It was they last were, they, week. It was last week. Last, yeah, last week, two weeks ago. This was when they were two games. They won two of the last 17. He said that. How did he say so, it? Like, tell me, how did he? How did it come out of his mouth? What, what? Well, then you know, he might have said... They, they were talking... Oh, it was actually perfect. And now that you mentioned the Hook-Kent uh, thing, it was a massive deflection. Like, they were talking... I think they were talking Tigers, how shit they are. And, I don't know, Riolo goes, but then what about the Dragons? And then Kent just jumps and goes, oh, no, no, but the Dragons, they can still make the eight. Like, no, they fucking can't. Jesus Christ. And oh, it just happened so quickly, and then I text you straight away. But, yeah, when you bring up that hook thing now, mate, it makes sense. Mm. Um, I don't think they've, I don't think their draw is very kind to the meter. Not like our draw. The draw from the league gods. The draw from the heavens. We've been given the draw from the heavens first five. And even the hardest Warrior fans, I mean, sorry, even the lightest Warrior fans would look at our performance today and say, fuck, you haven't played well in a lot of parts, but you should be. There is a pretty, you know, a couple of things gone our way. We should be 5-0. At the very worst, 4-1. That Titans game was was a real disappointing Giving away a gifting of a win, um, and then the dragons also. I thought gifting a win away. It does, it does show, and I used to slag off. I go people that said, "Oh, the Raiders always get an easy draw." I'm like, "Yeah, but you got to you got to make the yeah, you know, then you got to win your premierships." But I think an easy draw actually because it lets you sort of, especially because we we only had one trial, mm-hmm. it does allow you to um, you know we've had five games and we're three and two. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we had a harder draw, we wouldn't be three and two, and therefore it, we might be in a bit of a hole that you know mentally we could get out of. So it's, 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 it's a confidence game, and, and and the Warriors are a confidence club. Now, this is we've only had two games in our history where we have gone in with Walsh, Chani, Johnson, and Egan, and and Nick Arima off the bench in the fourteen jersey. Now, preseason, the reason for optimism 
at our club from our perspective was that spine. And I hate the term spine. It's a, it's a recent terminology in rugby league, but you put that out there every week and we will challenge. That is a very, very good, very good spine. And CHT, who is pure league, is uh, he's blossoming. Willing. And he's willing. He's very willing. He does the one percent. I just love people that game is built on defense. And I wouldn't have known that. Like he had some pretty flashy sort of, you know, the scorpion kick. Like still hasn't been repeated to this yeah, day yeah, in rugby yeah. league. He's, that's a weird yeah, I, move. But but what I would say about Chanel, Chanel, Chanel and why you got to love him is that I'd say, and the older I get, I realise how. Um, even when I used to play like club football, I didn't really understand how elite the NRL is, you know, in terms of skill and stuff like that. And the more I see, the more stories I hear. There's so many good players that are out there that might play, you know, club football that just that have more skill, but they just don't. You when they when they do say you need to have skill and you need to have like the work low work ethic and all that sort of stuff, they're fucking right. Like mm. it is very elite and. The thing about Chanel that gets me, like, <clears throat> as you said, he had the skills and stuff like that, like high skills, but he's actually worked on his game. Every year, he gets a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I think as a young Mouldy slash Samoan kid that he is, like, that's a that's something to be quite well-respected. Like, he's obviously, I don't know, something's happened. And it's, it, I, I hate to say it, but it's, it seems to be like a good upbringing or something. Like, well, he, he's, he's, he's playing now in a team that has, like, the the weight is off his shoulders. He doesn't have to play much. In the last couple of years, we've had Nick Arima, who's also not that, like, or Sean O'Sullivan, which is, you know, he's trying to play that role. Chanel was just asked to do too much at that stage of his career. And we've got Johnson there, who is a game manager now. He's a game manager. Like, he is yeah. that version of Blake Green that we had, obviously, a little bit more flashier back in 2018. He's that guy. That missing piece that we seem to always uh, look for, and now Shani is—he is just playing the classic number six foil, catch and pass, little bit of deception, put some big hits on, do the one percenters, and then if you can pull out a forty twenty, like I did not know he had that in his game. That's a second, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's like the brown Sean Timmons. Very, very good comparison. Like doesn't probably have the bulk, but. Timmons was just built on defence and guile, and he played rep football. And the Warriors got an offer for Harris to beat him, but he backed on himself. He bet on himself and said, "I think yeah. I can get better." So he's gone to the market, and I guarantee, you, if the Redcliffe Dolphins haven't offered him something pretty big, I'd be shocked. That's a good question. That'd be a nice if they can get him as a six, and then maybe Ponga as a seven. Um, that'd be big. It just looks inevitable that Pong is leaving the Knights. Did you see that interview? Did you see that um, that interview with, after the game with Adam O'Brien, the press yeah, conference? It was nah, it's fucking believable. Really? Like I can't remember the exact words, but like uh, O'Brien was dying on the inside, and he was just looking across. Ponga was laughing and talking about like. Um, because they were asking him about lunching with Wayne midweek. And he said this big smile on his face. It was so fucking... Unpre- like, you, at the face of your club, if the face of your club's there, 
It's that sinking feeling that you know when someone's leaving your club. And and there's just, there's no worse feeling when you know. This is just out of control, this non-transfer window. As Fitless said, thank God there's someone public saying it now. He goes, it's ruining our game. Really? <coughs> referring to it, yeah. We've been on it in LC for years now. Put a fucking transfer window in October, the week after the grand final finishes. Get it done in three weeks. Job done. And it's a big thing that the collective And, then, and then, then it keeps the media circus going too, doesn't it? It extends our sport by another. It puts <laughs> it on the pages. Arguably, you know, that's when people are going to buy the most amount of Sun Herald Daily Telegraphs. And yeah, yeah, yeah when I, I hate it when I'm... I, I've had a tough week uh, day at work, and I just feel, and you know what it feels like when you're just like, "Fuck, I shouldn't be doing this," but you do. You turn on NRL 360, yeah. and you're like, and then they do talk about some league, and then 30 minutes of it's talking about which where players will be next year, oh. and I'm like, "Yes, we've got, we're in the middle of the season. Let's focus on the football." They so it would, they talk about it would anything but the product, certainly. Yeah. Um. Fuck. So it would. Force them and force them to actually get some good uh, content. Mm, definitely. Do you think that Ponga, <coughs> the scrutiny on Ponga, because he was Fox Sports' poster boy a couple of years ago and, and he was on like, the show and stuff. Here's one, Ree Harry. If they get rid of this shit that they're talking about from rounds five to 15, mm. they could actually spend some time analysing the Warriors. I know. I know. That I, I, I'll be very interested to see. I'd like to hear what the other the Titans are going to. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just, fuck they, it. They, they 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 do not talk about those teams. Ponga lack of scrutiny versus say a hey, John Johnson is just. I don't need to talk about my feelings for Johnson. I've been on record um, saying he's one of, if not the most disrespectful player of the last decade. There's some people out there like Cronk and Flanagan. They just fucking give it to Johnson, but. Why don't they? Why doesn't Ponga? If Ponga was playing for the Warriors and he was just more of your standard Kiwi player, would he be getting that scrutiny that he doesn't get, like that Johnson does get, and he certainly doesn't get it for the Knights because he's he's a bit of a protected species, isn't he? Like he's he is the same reasons what people say that Johnson's detractors how they come in and out, drift us out and out of games, has brilliance and then doesn't take control of the game. Well, that's fucking Ponga. No, I know. Where are the detractors? And he was, he was on Thursday night. He was. Um, I noticed it because I got I got the game on the big screen at the local pub. Don't know how I did. It was brilliant. But he was so shit in the first half, and then he had that pussy. He actually went off, and then I could see in the second half he must have got rolled up by Adam O'Brien mm. <laughs> because he actually came out and started trying. But I mean, if you're paying a million dollars a year. They shouldn't have to get rolled up by a coach at halftime to play. It's just not on. Well, I had him in my fantasy team. He was my first-round pick. He's been fucking terrible. And I know I'm just looking at stats on a, on a silly little fucking app. But Ponga has uh, killed me. I know. But what it does, Super Cup, one thing I've learned about Supercoach over the years and looking at stats, it does show willingness. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I haven't... I've, I've had... Get this. Did so I, I did not see that game at all. Was it was it shit weather, Newcastle Manly? Shit weather, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I had Adam Clunge, who's been good for me this year, got me ten points and 
Is it Jacob Saab? Jason Saab, Jason yeah. Jason Saab got me four. How do you get four oh, in a game around the like, league? It's the worst weather for Jason Saab. Like, he needs a hard, fast trek any day of the week. <laughs> I'm just, he's, he's been like terribly disappointing. He's like a new ball. He can't get that leverage. Like, he can't get that grip. Um, so, Manly winning without Turbo against the Eagles, that's what seasons are built on. Like, yeah. that is, you know, if you're, if you're Newcastle who started well and you can't beat a Turbo-less uh, Manly and weather, bad weather, wow, you've got, you've got to look. You've got to look at have a hard fucking look at yourself. Um, Manly three and two now, three in a row, just like the Warriors. Like, they're the two yeah. would just... Teams maybe going up the power rankings. So, yep. sports bet, right? Still, they still have... Oh, God. They still have the Broncos and the Raiders and the Titans and the Knights with better odds than the Warriors to win, so, it, mate, yeah. to win it. So, they think the Broncos and the Raiders and the Dragons are only marginally behind. Fuck the disrespect from the bookies too. Why uh, can't they see what we can see? Now we haven't talked at, at length about the Warriors. I think for a reason because we're just trying to hold back because we've got a back-to-back storm, Roosters storm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That storm game is is one where we traditionally get flogged on Anzac Day, and, and I probably uh, say so traditionally. Well, we have in the last six years. They've been real flogged. Nah. One or two or three years ago, we're up at half time, and then young Chanel, we didn't have that any any you know didn't game manage properly, like typical, like just exactly what we're talking about. So uh, yeah, we have been fogged recently quite a bit. We've also, I mean, there was that when was it the two thousand and seven to two thousand fourteen where we were always competitive. Yeah, the storm used to be our second best record, and I think in the last eight years we've just completely reverse that. But I do feel like if we can pick up one of those games, we pick up one of those games, we get one win, that's when yeah. you might get a trickle of media attention, um, like what we're you know, seeing. Now, you get Tohu back in that side in about six weeks' time. I think Roosters are our best chance. I believe that Roosters are a chance. Yeah, we, we can we could potentially win that oh, game. That, that was a tough game for them last week, and they've sort of been in Queensland the whole week. It's the room we used to have that theory about we used to, we don't do it as much anymore, but we used to, when the Warriors were good, yeah, you, know, like, you and I would support the team that was playing. That we were playing, yeah, the week before. We don't want them coming off a loss, we want them coming off a win. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's that definitely rings true. You don't, you don't want a good team coming off a loss because they get motivated during the week to come at your heart. Yeah. Um, okay. So or... Story of the Warriors season too, like you talk about that. It had to be us, didn't it? It had to be us that played the storm. <laughs> the win- two points. Sal- oh no, the the, the salary cap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and and I guess Tigers fans are going, fuck! It has to be us. That has to travel to New Zealand when they get their first home game in a thousand days. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. Now, the Tigers, okay, so we've got, fuck, Sunday League. As I said to you earlier before we recorded, you win the pub game, you win the weekend. You just yep. go into the, you know, you look, you go into this league watching with, your eyes are just, you're open. 
you're open to yep. look at a game league differently. You don't have it with that lens of fuck my team's lost. I hate my life. Um, now the draw for this Sunday, I, I would I would probably say they are two bludgers of a game, but yeah, we yeah. could hopefully get a couple of good old fashioned floggings. And exactly, I don't, I don't mind you don't... watching a flogging. I don't mind watching it either. When you got two, especially when there's good players and you just want to see like good players show their skills. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to see, so Sharks Tigers, I just can't wait to see Nico like just yeah. run rings around them and like uh, Bubba Kennedy just running off his shoulder yeah. going through gaping holes. Yeah. And Ronaldo Ronaldo's going four tries. Exciting to see today that, oh no. I thought, I thought Metcalf was going to play because uh. you know we've signed Metcalf for next year. <laughs> um, but you just—I mean, how on earth? I'm just looking at this bloody Tigers team. Jock Madden, the ghost of Jock Madden from last week. Boy, oh boy! I mean, this this Sharks team—they've got when they put Talakai at centre. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, that this is a this is just a this is a very rock solid. Set It'll be a real festival atmosphere. Yep. So that's at four o'clock. That's a flogging. We both agree. That's a, that's a prime time flogging. What's the weather? What's the weather like though, Ree Harry? It's a bit of rain. But yeah, so maybe then. Shark Park. Sort of... I mean, Shark Park has de- dealt with Sharknado. They know how to fuck with the weather out there. Right. Um, now we've got the dogs, T Baz, up against his. They've got oh, Cleary, Luai, Taylor May's going to get a hat trick. Crichton, yeah. Targo, Staines, Edwards. I mean, and then you've obviously got oh, they've got, they've, got some, they've got some injuries up front, don't they? That the the Panthers because if Eisenhuth is starting, does that mean that Leota and Lenu are both injured. No, JFH was back last week. Hmm? JFH was back, wasn't he? JFH was back last week, yep. Yep. I mean, how many points? How many points is this? 60. 60, and then the Bulldogs. <laughs> 60! 60 <laughs> points! They're in a vortex, though. Like the. I don't think you can, can you quickly pull up the Bulldogs' draw? Okay, so round some magic. They've got the bunnies next week. Yep. At Acor Stadium. Then they've got the Broncos at Suncorp. Not easy. Easy. Well, they've it's been the dogs, got the Roosters easy. on the 30th of April. Round nine, the Raiders at GIO. And, round and then round 10, 10 at Suncorp, they host the Knights to open magic. Like they could be one and nine at or one and eight at Magic. Yep. Well, what about the Tigers? When do the Tigers? So the Tigers lose today. That means they're zero and six. Then zero and seven because they have got the Eels at Combank. Then they host the Bunnies. Zero and eight. Oh, the Dragon Spoon Battle. The first of May. That's in Wollongong. First of May. 
Oh, let's put that in your diaries. Lock that in your diary. 4 p.m. Sunday. Ah, uh, it's even got like a the you know, glamour spot. That's 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 the glamour spot, isn't it? Well, it was on the day, I reckon. Like back in, like in New, when we lived in New Zealand in the two thousands, oh, yeah. like six. What was it? Six p.m. our time. Yeah. You just finish your dinner, wouldn't you? And you'd sit down. and You go, wow, blockbuster. Hey, and maybe it was back, always, then, back then, Tigers Dragons would have been a blockbuster. Yeah, quite late, late double O's. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And, and, and the Tigers were the Dragon Smokies. They always used to, you know, that those T Bears Nathan Brown years where they, you know, you get early Gaznier and that. That was um, that was when the Tigers used to beat them. Okay, so we're we're, we're in lockstep for for today. Um, should be should be a good afternoon of flogging. That's what we want to see. We want to see some points, some tries. Um, and we will do it all again next week. God love you, Lee. God love you, Lee. If Lee leaves me now. It takes away the biggest part of me Ooh, no, Manny, please don't go And if league leaves me now It takes away the biggest part of me Ooh,